It's time to talk about some tight ends. And no, I don't mean mine. You fucking sinners. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and I'm back with another podcast, and we're covering the tight end position from the 2020 season. We're going to take a look back at where I was at with my rankings and uh, for the cheat sheet and where they ended up, total points. Let's see what happened in here, huh? Oh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And if you can on Facebook, uh, Dennis M. Roy over there, hit me up, shoot me a message, send something on Messenger. Tell me you're listening. Tell me what you want to talk about, what you want to hear. Man, we just fill in time this week because it sure as fuck not going to do anything with the Super Bowl until after the weekend, considering the fact that the Super Bowl is not even until, you know, a week and a half from now. So. It is what it is. Uh, like, share, and subscribe on the podcast. Uh, should actually go over the Venmo and PayPal's. Uh, if you care to donate Venmo, it is Dennis-Roy-14. And on uh, PayPal, it's RoyDog underscore 13 at Yahoo.com. Appreciate it if you do donate. If you don't, it's not a big deal. But I'll hold it against you later. Maybe in a court of law. We're going to talk about our tight ends here. Uh, we're going to go through he- through the uh, list here and then uh, shift over to the defenses. We'll hit them up real quick. We'll see what went right, what went wrong, uh, and handle it from there. <clears throat> and, of course, where are we going to start? Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end according to the NFFC. Uh, when I read these names, it is in my order. Uh, so I'm not going to go through the numbering thing, which I looked at, you know, tried doing that. If you listen to the quarterback one is just a fucking shit show. So, uh, 23rd overall, uh, was he worth it? Travis Kelsey did end up as the number one tight end and by a fairly wide margin, uh, 312.76 points on the season, 105 receptions, 1,416 total yards receiving, and 11 touchdowns. Only lost a fumble. Uh, So Travis Kelsey definitely, definitely came through in fantasy. The next guy, not so much, and that's George Kittle. Was the number two tight end for the NFSC. 24 overall. Uh, Did have an injury that took most of his season, uh, but he still ended up as tight end 19 on the year. uh, 125.1 points on the season 48 receptions for 634 yards and two touchdowns so uh still not too bad for how very little he actually played for this year uh tier two we get into and we have mark andrews number three by the nfsc 46 uh, overall uh for the pick where where did where did mr mark andrews finish it wasn't at three overall it was at number six overall 58 receptions, 701 yards, and seven touchdowns, good for 170.1 points. A uh, little up and down 
uh, too much this year that had more to do probably with Lamar Jackson than it really did with the performance of Mark Andrews, although it did affect him fantasy-wise. <clears throat> so, uh, But if you're telling me that you're going to get 701 yards out of your out of your tight end in almost 60 receptions, it's still a good pick. Now, whether or not you wanted to actually go into a fourth round and take him, that's kind of the next question. Probably not. Zach Hertz comes in at number four. He was fourth on the NFSC chart, uh, 60 overall. Uh, Zach Hertz did not have a very good year. He got hurt. Uh, in fact, he did not even end up as a tight end, too. Uh, so I have to go to page two to go look him up. Uh, he finished as tight end 31, uh, did get hurt, and finished with 77.5 points. Uh, very, very big disaster year. We're still waiting. To, it, it looks like he's on his way out in Philadelphia, so we'll have to see where he lands here. Uh, 36 receptions for 335 yards and a touchdown. Very terrible year. Uh, big miss on there. Uh, Evan Ingram was tight end six. 83rd overall. Where did Mr. Ingram finish? Mr. Ingram, yeah. Tight end 15. Holy shit. This guy was a fucking pro bowler over Robert Tunyon. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on. 141.8 points overall. 50, uh, 141 points overall. Uh, 63 receptions for 654 yards and a touchdown. One touchdown. One. Although he did have a second touchdown. 26 yards uh, rushing, which I don't know what this whole thing with rushing tight ends was this year. Uh, but 26 yards rushing and a touchdown there. Uh, definitely did not come through in the end. Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end 7, 84 overall. Mr. Hayden Hurst finished as tight end 10. So he still finished as a tight end 1. Uh, did move him down quite a bit compared to, well, not quite a bit. I mean, moved him down from where a lot of people had him. Uh, he was, uh, at one point he was up near Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews, which I thought was ridiculous, uh, even with his move to Atlanta. Finished with 149.1 points, 56 receptions, 571 yards, and six touchdowns. Really came on strong late in the year. Uh, we'll have to see with the new offensive coordinator if he's going to be worth uh, a tight end one pick uh, this upcoming season. Started Tier 3, we have Jared Cook. He was tight end 12 for the NFFC, 115 overall. Uh, not a very great year by Jared Cook. He finished as tight end 18. Uh, 127.4 points, 37 receptions for 504 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, he will be on his way out of New Orleans, and you will see Adam Troutman uh, become the starting tight end in my in my belief for next season. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, yeah, the guy that uh, you know, I was worried that Jason Witten was going to take away some of his share. Uh, he was the tight end five for NFFC, 69. 69th pick overall. He finished as tight end two, and this is by a wide, a wider margin from tight end three. Uh, 278.6 points, 107 receptions for 1196 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, really, uh, yeah, shit the bet in there. But it was nice to see that Darren Waller is pretty much the focal point of the Las Vegas Raiders offense as far as the passing game is concerned. Um, he's kind of like a mini Kelsey 
now. So uh, should continue on strong into the ne- into next season. Uh, whether or not he can actually build upon that is you know remains to be seen. You I, you would expect some you know regression on there, but I mean look what Kelsey did uh, this year. Uh, people thought he was going to regress, and he actually did better than he had the last couple of years. So, can he get to the double-digit touchdowns? That's kind of the next question, really. Uh, Mike Kaziki, tight end eleven. I'm going to take some. L- I'm going to take a lot of L's on here. Uh, Mike Kaziki, tight end eleven, 112 overall. Um, Mike Kaziki, oh, tight end seven. Uh, 159.3 points, so I wasn't too bad on that. Too bad I got the Darren Waller one really fucked up and wrong. Uh, 53 receptions, 703 yards, and six touchdowns. Very, very high peaks, very low valleys. Very high peak, very low valley. Uh, you'd like to see some consistency. Uh, they were getting guys like, you know, Durham Smythe involved. Um, um, the other guys escaping me, Adam, uh, fuck. There was a third tight end that they were getting involved, uh, taking away the shares from Mike Zicki. They should have just let him run. Uh, we did expect him to have a pretty decent year. Um, he did, but I mean, like I said, peaks and valleys, not very consistent, uh, very up down matchup, uh, dependent. Now, like I said, I, I would like to see him be the main guy, not have them rotating uh, the other two in there. But it remains to see uh, what happens there. Tyler Higby comes in next. He was tight end eight on the NFFC, 85 overall. I did not care much for Tyler Higby. Uh, he finished as tight end 17, so I was correct. Uh, had, still had him ranked a little bit too high. But 128.2 points on the season, 44 receptions, 521 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, We will see Jared Everett leave the Rams uh, via free agency, in my belief. Uh, So that should help Higby. Uh, I I probably would not move him up anywhere from right there. Uh, In fact, I'd probably move him down a little bit. Um, But... uh, God, Higby started out on fire. Like three of those touchdowns came in like the first couple of weeks. So um, just was on a downhill trajectory. The Rams with Jared Goff, they just did not, you know, secure an identity of what the fuck they wanted to do with the offense in terms of the passing game. So we'll have to see what happens here this offseason. Hunter Henry, tight end 900 overall. Where did Mr. Henry finish? Mr. Henry, tight end 12, 145.3 points on the season, 60 receptions, 613 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, Would have liked to have seen those touchdowns go a little bit higher, but Keenan Allen was really kind of taking those. Um and then you had kind of the second, uh, like the tertiary uh, type guys kind of messing around in here. Um, you also had, uh, uh, God, why is the name escaping me? Um, Donald Parham, who came from the XFL, uh, former NFL player, then went to the XFL and made it back in there. Donald Parham played, you know, pretty well when he was in there. Uh, very limited role, but uh, got the job done. Uh, kind of stole a couple of touchdowns away from Henry. 
Next guy. This is start at tier four. This would be Austin Hooper, tight end 13, 125 overall. Where did Mr. Hooper? Where did Mr. Hoopa finish? He had a real good like end of the season, like right on the back end. Uh, finished as tight end 21, uh, 113.5. Um, once Odell went down, it seemed like they started to kind of figure out the, our, their identity as far as the passing game was concerned. And they really got Austin Hooper involved uh, in the latter third of the season. That's where kind of most of his stats came from, really. Uh, 46 receptions, 435 yards, and four touchdowns. I uh, would expect that to grow. David Njoku is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know if they're going to bring back David Njoku. It seems like they're happy with Harrison Bryant, who had uh, a little bit of a surprise with his rookie year. I didn't think he was going to play nearly as much as what he did uh, when he was kind of you know, one of the main guys when Hooper went down with injury, uh, which, you know, affected his numbers. But um, Harrison Bryan looked really good. We liked him in DFS. Uh, Definitely, definitely is on the upswing. I would still give it probably another year or two before um, Harrison Bryant really becomes the main tight end guy, and they probably uh, would get rid of Hooper in the larger contract. But uh, TJ Hawkinson. I can't believe I had him ranked this low. What the fuck? Uh, tight end 16, 137. I thought I had Hawkinson way up. And this might play more of a part with, um, you know, where he was ranked, where he was going to end up being drafted. Um, because we liked Hawkinson. Uh, he ended up as tight end 5, uh, 175.3 points. Um kind of had more of like a target restriction for whatever reason, you know, you'd have like five or six targets and then they'd be like, okay, that's enough. Uh, John Hansen, guru in the morning on Sirius XM called it the Hawk alarm, which it, I mean, he was, he was absolutely fucking correct on it. Uh, finished the season, 67 receptions for 723 yards and six touchdowns. He's definitely on the upswing, definitely for an NFC tight end. Um, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, with new da- uh, new head coach Dan Campbell in there, former tight end, um, I would expect that T.J. Hawkinson is going to be a really major part of this offense. So, uh, But we're going to have to see what happens. And we'll get into, we'll get into the, a lot of these teams and where they're at and what's going um, to happen. I'll be starting the draft guide a little bit early uh, this year, because of all the coaching changes, I kind of want to get in there, delve in there, look at some film, uh, and I'll do that while we're getting ready for the NFL draft season, rookie draft season, um, and really seeing, you know, and using that to really kind of find out uh, what they might be looking for in the draft is in terms of uh, skilled position players on uh, this season. Dallas Goddard was next. He was tight end 15 at NFFC, 134 overall. Uh, Ertz took a lot away, but, you know, Goddard was hurt uh, part of this year, uh, really lost year. 116.4 points, 46 receptions, 524 yards, and three touchdowns. He definitely looked like the better of the two tight ends between him and Ertz. Uh, now this is going to be Goddard's. This is going to be Goddard's position now in Philly. Uh, we'll have to see with Nick Sirianni. Uh, they also brought in the offensive coordinator. The names are going to escape me until 
you know, we start looking at these. But uh, they brought in the offensive coordinator from uh, the Chargers. So can we expect to see, um, at the very least, the same kind of production that we saw at Hunter Henry? Or can we expect something a little bit uh, on the higher end? We'll have to wait and see. Noah Fant is next. He was tight end 14, 133 overall. Noah Fant. Noah Fant ended up as tight end 8. Very good. Uh, 149.3, 62 receptions, 673 yards, and 3 touchdowns. He, When he's on the field, he is uh, Drew Lock, one of Drew Locke's favorite guys to throw to. So... Uh, you get a we could get another we get an actual full season from Noah Fant in his third year. Um, you can see his trajectory going up a little bit more, even up towards more where uh, T.J. Hawkinson was uh, in terms of touchdown uh, uh, positive regression in there. So I like Noah Fant for next year. Uh, Chris Herndon, uh, tight end, eighteen one forty six overall. We're gonna kind of get into some of the. Uh, uh, weird play, weird players here. Uh, Chris Herndon came on late again. Um, wasn't terrific this year. Tight end 33, uh, 73.7 points. Most of these stats came in the latter third of the season. So he had 31 receptions, 287 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, if the guy could play a full year, he'd actually be really, really good. But, I mean, that's the problem. He can't play the full year, uh, which is really, really hurting him. Uh, Jack Doyle, tight end 20, 157. Jack Doyle finishes tight end 40. Uh, they used a three-man ret- uh, rotation between him, Trey Burton, Mo Alley-Cox. So he ended up 64.1 on the season. Uh, 23 receptions, 251 and three, but he did have a hell of a wild card game, didn't he? <laughs> Johnu Smith came in next. He was tight end 17, according to the NFFC. Um, I should actually mention Jack Doyle was the third, uh, the third highest scoring tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Now that I'm looking at it, and that's disgusting. Uh, Johnu Smith of the Titans. Uh, like I said, tight end 17, 140. Where did he finish? He did not have that great of a year. He kind of tailed off at the end of the year. Well, tight end 16, 140.2. Uh, had 41 receptions, 448 yards, eight touchdowns. So the touchdowns were great. Um, also had four rushing yards for one touchdown. Uh, Jack Doyle was getting Ferksered, uh every so often. There was even the one game where... You know, Ferkser really showed what he could do if he was given an opportunity. Um, Johnu Smith is still the more talented of the two, but uh, wasn't a wasn't a terrible year uh, for Johnu Smith, but just wasn't all that great. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, tight end 10, 109. Uh, he actually ended up as tight end nine. Uh, 149.3, 45 receptions for 623 and 7. Uh, he's definitely on the downswing. I doubt he may retire if the if if Tampa wins the Super Bowl, Rob Gurkowski is going to um, definitely retire. But uh, he had a good year. Uh, it was a little up and down. 
once the offensive line started getting injured towards the end of the year, and this was primarily after even you know championship games in Week 16, uh, Rob, they you know kept Rob Gronkowski tight to the line, and then had um, Cameron Brait uh, go out on pat more passing routes. And Cameron Brates actually looked good in the playoffs. I can't deny that. So uh, if Rob Gronkowski does end up uh, retiring, they'll have some kind of a tight. They'll they'll bring somebody in who can pat, who can actually block. Uh, Cameron Brates more of you know he's kind of that move tight end guy that sits out in the slot a little bit more. So Irv Smith, Minnesota, tight end twenty one one sixty nine. Where are you, Irv Smith? Irv Smith, tight end 22. Hmm. 98.5. Uh, 30 receptions, 365 yards, and five touchdowns. Had him ranked actually over um, Kyle Rudolph. Where did Rudolph finish? Rudolph is low. Rudolph just, I mean, really could not get any touchdowns. So yeah, Kyle Rudolph finishes tight end 39. Woo! 65.4 on the season. So they're definitely moving towards Irv Smith. He's on the rise. Uh, he should see uh, another uptick this year. Um, I would expect him to kind of try and finish up towards maybe tight end 15, somewhere in there uh, next year. But, he, I mean, he could have the explosion year in the third year and actually end up as a tight end one. Um, but that's kind of a wait and see. Eric Ebron, Pittsburgh Steelers, tight end 22, 171. Uh, he actually had a really a lot better year. Tight end 14, 141.8, 56 receptions for 558 yards and five touchdowns. So pretty good year for him. Uh, Gerald Everett, tight end 27. He did not. He finished uh, tight end two. Uh, uh, tight end 24, uh, 92.9, 41 receptions, 417 yards receiving, one touchdown, uh, two rushing yards and a touchdown. So um, if they can get rid of him. Now, they did have the rookie that they that they had, uh, Bryson Hopkins, that they drafted this last year. So we'll have to pay attention to that. But uh, you get rid of Gerald Everett, that's going to put a lot more on to uh, Tyler Higby's plate uh, for next season. O.J. Howard got hurt, uh, so we won't deal with that. Devin Asiasi got hurt, uh, wasn't doing much in there anyways. Jay Sternberger got hurt. He got Tunyoned. Uh God, did I even have Robert Tunyon in here? Oh, no, he was in the tier of desperation. Oh, no. How far down is Robert Tunyon? Oh, my God. Tight end 63, 503. Um, I liked Robert Tunyon. Uh, they were getting him involved a little bit the last couple of years, and then he really exploded this year. Uh, Robert Tunyon ended up as tight end four at 176.6 points, so uh, able to pick him up off the waiver wire. It's a really good move. Uh, 52 receptions, 586 yards, 11 touchdowns, and that dude didn't make the Pro Bowl. Really? Really? So... Also on the waiver wire was one Logan Thomas. He ended up as your tight end three uh, for the Washington Douche Canoes, 176.62. 72 receptions, 670 yards, and six touchdowns. So uh, 
very, very good year. Um, Robert Tunyon, though, you know, very touchdown dependent, whereas Logan Thomas was getting more of the more consistent uh, uh, production done. So uh, that's another tier of desperation thing. It's it's pretty much when you get past, like, say, a uh, Kelsey Kittle, uh, Darren Waller, and even Mark, we'll, we'll include Mark Andrews in there. He he should bounce. Like I said, he should bounce back. Uh, maybe even T.J. Hawkinson up in here. Um, once you get by there, it's you're playing the position a little bit more week to week, uh, just trying to play matchups and whatnot. And I do tend to do okay with the matchups. In certain weeks, I kind of fuck it up, but um, we'll kind of go through the rest here through the tight end twos. Uh, Dalton Schultz of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Blake Jarwin got hurt. Dalton Schultz took over. He was the other um, tight end taken in the draft with uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, finished his tight end 11 at 146.5 points, 63 uh, receptions, 615 yards, and four touchdowns. <coughs> Definitely didn't hurt with Andy Dalton. Dalton does like his tight ends, so... Uh, and he was able to stay healthy for the whole year, so that was great. Uh, Jimmy Graham, tight end 13, so he's top of the uh, tight end twos, 143.6, 50 receptions, 456 yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, you will see Cole Komet take – Cole Komet started taking over late in the year, became more of the actual starter, but they were still using Jimmy, Jimmy Graham around the end zone. Uh, so he's going to turn into the guy that's going to be really touchdown dependent uh, if he's back in Chicago next year, as they try to get Cole Komet a little bit more acclimated. Uh, let's see. Let's finish off here. We'll go down to the tight end 25. But uh, at tight end 23 was actually, uh, here's a guy, Dan Arnold, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. 96.8 points on the season. This is really a surprise here. Uh, 31 receptions, 438 yards, and four touchdowns. He had the couple of games towards the end of the year where it was like, you know, the real booming thing. And, and I think that's where most of his stats came from was, you know, about a quarter point of the season um, or a quarter, you know, quarter of the season, I should say. Where Kyler Murray was really finding him, they were just leaving him wide open because they were trying to cover, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, oh, my God. Why am I brain farting? I must be tired. Um but you know, you know what I'm saying. They're, they were covering most of the wide receivers um, and leaving Dan Arnold kind of free. So he was getting open. Uh, I wouldn't buy in too much with this. I do kind of like Dan, Dan Arnold, but he's more of a pain in the ass than he's worth. Um, definitely wouldn't be somebody that I would recommend uh, drafting, even a startup dynasty draft. I wouldn't worry about him there. Uh, finishing up top 25, you have Jordan Aikens for... The Houston Texans, 83.7 points, 37 receptions, 403 yards, and one touchdown. Very um, underwhelming this year uh, from a point standpoint. I thought he was going to be a little bit better, but the thing of it is um, they did play a lot of Darren Fells. They were getting Farrell Cooper um, involved. Uh, let's just go. Let's just go here. Let's look at this. So, or Farrell Brown, my bad. Uh, Darren Fells, they had, you know, using Darren Fells, Jordan Aikens, uh, Farrell, uh, Farrell Brown, who really, really fucked us in week 17. 
Uh, that really pissed me off. And then they had uh, Cahill Waring, who was a draft pick uh, the year before in 2019. <coughs> they started trying to get him a little bit involved uh, coming back from injury. And he was really fucking up the day. So uh, really, really hated that uh, this year. And with Deshaun Watson pretty much leaving, I don't know what we're going to expect um, out of most of the skill position players in Houston. We'll have to find out as soon as, you know, Deshaun moves on. So if he moves on. Um, so, yeah, we'll get it figured out. All righty. Let's take a look at the defenses here. Uh, number one was San Francisco 49ers. They were DST 1, 148. Uh, where did they end up? They were, they had so many injuries. They ended up as defense number 20. Holy shit. Wow. I didn't think they were that bad. What do we got here? 30. They had what? 30 sacks, 12 interceptions. Uh, eight fumble recoveries. So, I mean, they forced about 20 turnovers. Must have been scoring. They allowed 366 points. Points? It's still not that bad. They must not have scored any touchdowns. Uh, they scored one touchdown. So they they finished at 88 points on the season. So defense 20 bad year uh should bounce back with a strong run game get everybody back you know joe uh nick Bo was it nick bosa or joey nick bosa that got hurt um for them at defensive end and then it just kind of all fucking unraveled richard sherman got hurt he's old though too they gotta figure that one out uh jason Brett was playing pretty decent coverage this year so we'll see uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, DST2, 150. Where did they finish? Ooh, ooh they finished as DST2, uh, 148 points. So they had 56 sacks, 56 sacks, 18 interceptions, 9 fumble recoveries, a safety, and 3 touchdowns. Wow, 306 points allowed, too. Not bad. Not fucking bad at all. Um, yeah, consistent. I don't know what to say. Uh, this should be even better next year. Get everybody back. Um, Pittsburgh really needs to fix their offensive line. It's aging. Uh, we'll see what happens with the new offensive coordinator. But like I said, I think they're going to go more old school. Um, uh, you know, Pittsburgh offense where they kind of get more uh, ground and pound. Baltimore Ravens was DST3. Uh, where did they finish up? Oh, DST5, not bad. Uh, 141 points overall, 39 sacks, 10 interceptions, uh, 12 fumble recoveries, two safeties, three touchdowns. Not bad. They also had a return touchdown on the special teams too. So uh, 291 points allowed. That is not too shabby. That's not too shabby. I know a lot of people paid up for the Baltimore Ravens. I was kind of low on them, and they actually really showed out. So good for them. Buffalo Bills. Uh, DST four, uh, I was still okay with that. That that's NFC rankings. Um, I had them at four as well, though. Uh, they ended up as DST eight, 118 points, 38 sacks, 15 interceptions, 11 fumble recoveries, three scored three touchdowns, and had a and had a special teams touchdown. So, 
Not too bad. You didn't have a lot of people weren't on the Buffalo Bills, so they kind of let them slip down. Uh, they ended up uh, being okay. New Orleans Saints DST seven. I moved them up to five. Uh, they ended up as DST seven. 124 points. They came on really strong late in the year. Um, they were dealing with some injuries uh, earlier in the season, which was really kind of killing them. Um, I had to kind of move off of them a little bit earlier in the year just for position players and, you know, bye weeks and whatnot. So, But 45 sacks, 18 interceptions, 8 fumble recoveries, a safety, and a defensive score. So not a bad year. Um, I would expect them to not to continue to improve. Um, I am okay with New Orleans Saints going into next year. You stop, naughty cat. Chicago Bears DST eight. Where did Chicago? Chicago fell really bad. Uh, they started out strong and then they faded towards the end. Uh, They're getting a lot of injuries. DST nineteen. 90 points overall, 35 sacks, 10 interceptions, uh, 8 fumble recoveries, a safety, defensive touchdown, and a uh, return touchdown. So, uh, Chicago Bears defense, it's aging. we got to see what happens with some of the moves. Uh, their back end, uh, the, sec- the secondary, was just the worst. L.A. Chargers, DST 6. I actually moved them back to 7. Uh, they finished at DST 23. Just a shit ton of injuries this year. Uh, 27, 27 sacks, 12 interceptions, uh, 7 fumble recoveries of safety, and 2 defensive scores. We're going to pay attention to them, uh, see what happens this offseason, because I think they have a bounce back, but we'll be able to get them. Uh, somewhere within that tier, late tier three, late tier four, uh, you know, just pick it up as a late uh, defensive uh, number one unit. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at nine. They finished at nine. 117 points, 48 sacks, 15 interceptions, 10 fumble recoveries, a safety, and a defensive score. Uh, they kind of faded a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, they were allowing points, but still getting turnover sacks and, all, and whatnot. They still had a really good pass rush. So, uh, I would, if Tom Brady's back, definitely look for that to continue uh, as a late DST one. Kansas City Chiefs DST ten. They finished at DST eleven, uh, one hundred seven points, thirty two sacks, sixteen interceptions, six fumble recoveries, a safety, two defensive scores, two return touchdowns. Uh, very, very good defense. I'd like to see – it's not really that great of a defense. It's more of an opportunistic defense. Um, the Chiefs' offense basically, you know, hands them a lead, and then they have to hold on to it, right? So most of your teams, they have to play catch-up, so that leaves for a lot for a lot of uh, turnovers with interceptions, uh, fumbles, sacks, stuff like that. Uh, next, we have the Inter- Indianapolis Colts at DST 12. Uh, they finished at DST 3, uh, 143 points overall. 40 sacks, 15 interceptions, 10 fumble recoveries, 3 safeties. Let's see, 3 safeties. They had 5 total touchdowns on the year uh, from their defense. That one I did not know. I knew they had at least two, but I didn't know they had five. Holy shit. And they had a special teams touchdown. 
Ooh, they get they get a guy like Matt Stafford in there. Trust me, they're going they're going to build that defense back up. They do have to replace Anthony Castano at left tackle, uh, who retired. Um, but definitely, definitely, still a good Colts defense, even with Xavier Rhodes at corner. Oh, their corners are really bad. Rocky Sin was terrible this year. L.A. Rams, uh, DST eleven. Uh, this was one of the defenses I did tell you to kind of keep an eye on, and they finished at number one, 149, 149 points on the season, 53 sacks, 14 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries, a safety, four TDs, and the best scoring defense of the league, allowing to only 278 points on the year. Very good defense. Uh, New England Patriots, I couldn't move them down any farther. Uh, we had talked about that. I said, you know, they're going to have some problems with the linebackers um, this year. They still ended up at uh, DST 12. Yeah, they still finished as a as a defense one at 104 points, 24 fumble or uh, 24 sacks, 18 interceptions. See, that was pretty opportunistic right there. Uh, but only four fumble recoveries. Uh, but they scored three touchdowns as a defense, and they had a return touchdown. So that's what really, really saved them in there. Uh, we'll go through the Tier 4. We'll stay at a Tier of Desperation. So Philadelphia Eagles, they kind of fell off. I hit them at <laughs> DST 15. What did I have them at? DST 13. They finished at DST 15. Uh, so was pretty accurate on there. Uh, 49 sacks, 8 interceptions, 11 fumble recoveries, a safety, 2 defensive scores, and a return score. So not too bad. That was pretty accurate. Devon Broncos, DST 14. They fell off a cliff, though. Yeah, DST 22. Not very good. Uh, they only had, as far as a return touchdown, they, they only had it for the special teams, nothing on defense. So that really hurt them there. Uh, Green Bay Packers, I had in there. I said, kind of watch it uh, with the offense. They're going. I was saying this was based off more of ground pound. Uh, DST twenty. They ended up at DST seventeen. Uh, Forty-one sacks, and that that's down, I believe, from last year. But uh, eleven interceptions, uh, seven fumble recoveries, and a safety two uh, defensive scores. Uh, the opportunity, the turnover margin was very, very low. Uh, this year, um, I, they're going to spend more on defense, so they just have to. You know, you want to get that wide receiver, but kind of is what it is. Minnesota Vikings, DST 13. I had them pretty low. Where did they finish? Where is Minnesota? Jesus. They finished less than DST 25. Woof. 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 Oh, my God. Where are they? DST 27. <laughs> they finished below the Jets, but just ab above the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Detroit Lions. Woof, woof, woof. They have a lot of work to do. Uh, last defense that I kind of did was uh, Dallas Cowboys. Now, <laughs> the new defensive scheme was a little bit too hard because, you know, football players, they're, we're, we're all stupid. Uh, they finished as a DST 21, uh, 31. We know they, they gave up a shit ton of four, uh, points, 449 to be exact. 
Um, 31 sacks, 10, uh, 10 interceptions, 13 fumble recovery. So 20, they forced 23 turnovers. It wasn't too bad. Defense had two scores and the, uh, special teams had two scores. Who was, who was worse than them as far as allowing points? Uh, definitely Detroit, uh, Vegas, Houston, Jacksonville. Uh, and it looks like Minnesota and the Jets or just Minnesota, just Minnesota. So yeah, they're going to go with, they started going with a little bit more simpler scheme late in the year and it really helped, uh, you know, not in totality, but, uh, um, it helped for the most part. So let's see. Anybody in tier desperation? Sure, shit. Miami Dolphins, the number four defense, uh, 141 points on the year, 41 sacks. I was really actually excited to see this defense take off because I did talk about it that I had some inkling that this could happen, but I just couldn't. You know, it was one of those kind of wait and see approaches, and we knew by about week three, we knew after week three that they were ready to go. Um, 41 sacks, 18 interceptions. 11 fumble recovery, so 29 turnovers forced, uh, two defensive scores, and a return score. So uh, we're going to have to pay attention to them, uh, very much so. Uh, Washington's defense was a wait and see. We did say that they should have a pretty good pass rush, and it did come through. Uh, defense uh, number six, 47, fumble, uh, 47 sacks, 16 uh, interceptions, seven fumble recoveries to safety, and three touchdowns only allowed 317 yards uh, or 317 points on the season. So very, very good. They're going to be very high on the board uh, this next season. Let's see. Is there anybody else we're missing? Oh, yeah, Arizona Cardinals uh, had them down low, too. They ended up as a defense uh, number 10, uh, 107 points. They had 48 sacks, 11 interceptions. Uh, 10 fumble recoveries and a safety. No defensive or special team scores. Uh, so very good there. New York Giants ended, still ended up at number 13, uh, just outside of a DST1. Uh, 103 points, 40 sacks, 11 and 11 for interceptions and fumble recoveries and two defensive scores. You know what's really funny here, too, is that Seattle's defense actually ended up at number 14 overall in the season. Uh, at 101 points, they had 46 sacks, 14 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries, and three safeties. Defense isn't that far off as maybe what we thought. Now they started they sh- they shit the bed uh, to open the season, but they kind of finished strong. So definitely, let's take a look at their moves this year. Uh, they might be a little bit sneakier defense that maybe we can hop on. Uh, for this upcoming year, but it's all going to depend on the moves. Uh, the offense is going to change a little bit too as they fired offensive coordinator uh, Brian Schottenheimer. So until next time, uh, we will be covering you know running backs and wide receivers in the next two podcasts. Those are going to take a little bit longer, so expect a couple hours on those ones. But until then, everybody take care. <laughs>